What, we, what we were we talking about? Better than your average bear. That's it. That's what we're talking about. We had a little get together last night. That was fun. That was we fun. did. That was a good bash. How did you feel about it for a film premiere? Uh, you did know, you it's f- always one of those things. Middle of the week, Wednesday in Vegas. Like, how many people are actually going to show up? But you know, I think we did enough little social marketing and a few things that you know the town of Vegas rallied. We had what thirty-five, forty people. I think. More than I'd say like that? fifty plus. Yeah, 50 plus? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if it was 60. like sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. see, I, yeah. was just, I was just running around too much. You're just you're off. you're an underscore. That's what yeah. you are. You just underscore everything. Yeah, usually all my bucks, I uh, yeah, yeah exactly. But then I realize they're like two forty. <laughs> nah, I wish. It's <laughs> a good problem now. No man, yeah. I'm I'm tired. I can't do. I, I was here till. What, where were we here till night. last night? Like a, almost 10, 30, 11. Yeah, I left. I left at eight thirty, and that's like man, that is. It's bedtime for me on a school. Did night. it make you wish we'd, we'd made the showroom bigger? Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, don't, you already knew my answer. Right? Now you gotta, I know. Now you I looked around and I'm like, oh, I wish the showroom was just a smidge bigger. Thanks, Trail. Oh, well, appreciate it, man. My bad. Hey, you can knock down walls, right? But yeah, it was it was a fun event. You had some glacier guys. They did a lot of pack fitting. Yeah, we had quite a yeah, few. Yeah, we through. did have a lot. Yeah. That, that How one. did you feel though? Film. We did it. We did a film. You got the to film, stand I up. The, I think the film you premiere. Gave a speech? Film premiere was really good. Yeah, I, t- I like to talk. Yeah. Lorenzo, you should have hung. Speech. Yeah, yeah Luke, Luke speech, and I gave a talk with Luke right away at the beginning of the film. I was doing a little bit of commentary during the film. I was like, oh, I'm trying to explain some of this stuff, showcase how rugged it is because we lost our cameras for so long. And then afterwards, I gave another little little prep talk, a little motivation thing about why I love to do what I do, just get away from people that are suffering. Like, you, put, you suffer, you're going to find animals. Did we film this? I think a bunch of people are social. Speech? I don't know. He did some Q&A after? Yeah, it was, Q&A. It was the whole thing, man. My dog, Brady. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the seminar train this year. I've done, you know, I've done four seminars already this Getting summer. Getting good at summer. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. learning how to, I guess, talk. Getting those reps in. Yeah. How do you feel about doing those? Do you like them? The seminars? Well, I'm, I'm just standing up and giving a speech. Did you do speech in high school or anything like that? Well, no, because no, I guess easier now because you're passionate and you love what you're doing. But I'm always the type of person, though, who wants to do my best job ever. And so I feel like I owe it to people to get the best out of me. So I will stress for weeks before I give a seminar because I just want it to be absolutely perfect. Even though I know everything I'm talking about. Do you stand in a mirror at home and rehearse it? Honestly, I do. Not, <laughs> not I like directly in the mirror. I do, it, I, do it, I do it to my TV because I always just like cast my seminar up on my TV, run through it, try to time myself how long it's going to take. That's a soldier right there, man. Like I, I, I go to the other end because I realize like these people who I give seminars to, you know, whether they're paid or free seminars, these people are doing like their I, owe it, I owe it to them to give them the best of their ability a lot of people are driving from out of state coming to hear someone talk and it's like well if they're hearing me talk like i want to do my best yeah worst case scenarios if somebody went away from one of those things like what yeah brady's way like, different than i thought it was yeah. he's actually really dumb he can't you, speak you don't, like, want yeah, I don't, I don't want that my kid had an instructor last week in one of his classes and she showed up and she kept just like complaining to the kids like oh i got two hours of sleep last night like I'm not prepared. She's like didn't have her music cut, and my kid came home and he was just like ridiculous. Yeah, that's what you don't want, <laughs> right there. He's that's thir- what you don't want. He's 13 and yeah. he's already like ridiculous, yeah. complete waste of money, not prepared. But you know the favorite part of the night though. Sorry, I can't remember who I was talking to. Talking to a bunch of people. All of a sudden, I look outside, and this gentleman to my left, Luke mm-hmm. Dusenberry, comes walking in. Just walking in nice and slow. The Dusenberry. Dues, the, yep. the Dusenberry himself. <laughs> first time at the Gohan HQ. Yeah. Is this the first yeah. time down here? Yeah. What do you yeah, think? You, you surprised us. Yeah. I was very happy to see yeah, you. I think I only told Cody and yeah. told so, Brady. So when I was at the Western Hunting Summit last week, I barely had any service. So like every time he would text me, it would be so late till I could actually respond back to him because mm-hmm. I had to wait till we got back to the lodge and I had some 
good old Elon Musk Wi-Fi. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, when I saw the, you guys were pumping on, on social, just talking about the beers, bucks, bags kind yeah. of thing. I was like, talking to my wife, I was like, it'd be kind of cool if we, if was I it, went down there for that. I don't, was it I don't the know. beers that got you? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Put it over the yeah. top. You're like, bucks, yeah. Bags, I'm yeah. there. Yeah. No, but in, we just talked about it. And we're like, you know what? Let's just go. We got, we got the time. And so we just kind of made it happen. So, but I thought it was, was crazy. It was like both you and your wife, this travel situation to get down here was I know. opposite. Yeah, different. we both had like weddings and stuff in Utah and Oregon, and we just kind of I was very away. confused when you were first yeah. telling me. And I, like, I almost just was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we're here. Yeah. That's what matters. But yeah, no, it was an awesome night. You know what? I just noticed the beers, bucks, and bags. You killed the bull in that. Video. Oh yeah, no. But bucks. there was a few, there was a few bucks in there. Don't worry. Like I tried. I mean, you are an elk guy, and we called it bull. It should have been. Well, it should have been bulls. <laughs> should have been beers, bulls, bulls. and bags. Uh, like I don't you even the bull in the video. You're elk Did guy. Did I? Mm-hmm. I've killed bucks bigger than that bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, probably not. Do you, do you, how big is that bull? He's over, I don't know. He's, he's over two hundred. Oh yeah, he's over. He had like a see? small six frame, but he was only like a five on one side, yeah, or maybe four. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's a two hundred incher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why elk are better. You can still get two hundred inches. In <laughs> yeah, even out, out of those, out of a three-year-old. Well, the crazy thing is though, too, you can shoot a small bull and people will celebrate it. That's what I. That's what I kind yeah, of enjoy about. Yeah, we talked about that before, huh? Yeah, you can shoot a small yeah. bull and people. You can shoot a spike bull and people will be jacked on you. It's because they're a superior animal. Yeah, but you shoot, you shoot a small, <laughs> you shoot a small buck, you shoot a small bear, you shoot any other thing that's like small or young. And people are like, you should not be shooting that. Why are you doing that? It's such a small animal. Mm-hmm. You shot a two-point, you shot a three-point buck, but you shoot a raghorn bull. Oh yeah, people are pumped. Yeah, heck yeah, brother. You're the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heck yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, people are interesting. As, as he'll, eat, he'll eat real good. All yeah. I'm hearing yeah. is you just speaking truth. It, I totally makes sense to me. Oh, like I, like I'm a big elk guy or something. <laughs> like that's what you're going just, for? just that if you kill any elk, you should be celebrated. <laughs> hey, man. That's that's what I'm hearing. Uh, stats yeah. would stats would show. I mean, if you look at the data, yeah. stats would show. Yeah, but it's good. You did all the the camera work for this film. Yes, sir. Yeah, just me and Brady out there. And just just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. And for like, what, a day and a half, it was just my iPhone? When yeah. We, we yeah, left our packs a, on the mountain. That's what I loved kind of about it, though. It's, it's a crazy different story in yeah. a way because of what happened. And yeah, people definitely got to watch it. So it's actually going to drop on uh, July 2nd at 9 a.m. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to go out. It'll be out. We're still doing Sunday yeah. drops. We're Sunday, still, Sunday we're drops, yeah. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're listening to this, the podcast or the video will be out. It's called Hard Times. Mm-hmm. So Luke is the person that made it what it is. He really did. And I got, I got to plug uh, Nick from Fargon Films, too. He did an awesome he job awesome editing it. And oh, yeah. They putting did, it all yeah, together. Honestly, that's a good shout out. They did yeah. a lot of respect there. They did yeah. an awesome job. If you haven't job. watched any of their videos, like, yeah. they do some phenomenal work. Some yeah. of the best in the industry. Big fans, man. Yeah. Really happy we found them. Why did we call it found Hard us. Times? You know, honestly, it looked it looked pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if you watch it, you'll realize like, I mean, I, you know, I do some silly stuff a lot. I just like to put myself in uncomfortable situations to have you know, you know, more success a lot of times. And, and just uh, the difficult part about deciding to kill that bull, trying to stock out, stock all the way down in there. Just everything about it was hard. Like honestly, like. Did it suck, Luke? It sucked. Yeah. It, it was one of those hunts, too, where just there were so many choices we had to make, like yeah. way more than a normal hunt. Yeah. Like even, um, the, even the time I was sitting there, like joking, like, oh, yeah, I got to finish my coffee and do this. Like, I'm literally sitting there th- drinking my coffee because I still didn't know if I wanted to kill yeah. that bull. Yeah. I, you can hear me talk the whole time about I really just want to go and find a buck. 
yeah, there's these bulls here. We can go kill them. I have another counter tag. We left that big bull. Mm-hmm. Which did you confirm? Like yeah, why do you why do you leave that big bull? That was a big because bull. he's because he's a bull and not a buck. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a three hundred inches, probably oh, yeah. three ten. So, so, so the, the main. So yeah, well, I say for an OTC there, bull. Like, I yeah. definitely would rather go kill a buck, but like the situation where he was, like there was a canyon down below where he could have shot down in. The only spot that he could get down into the bottom of the canyon because everything else is this big headwall. He could have been in that black timber, which we had set up like I don't know what it was three hundred fifty yards from that mm-hmm. timber. And watched it all evening for two hours or he shot down the canyon and if he shot down the upper part of the bench not down below we would have seen his tracks like we were glassing in the snow there was no elk tracks over there so he was either in the timber or he went down into the canyon if he went down to that canyon that cut he could have got so many different places to go that we would have just never relocated again we can't relocate him from our side so like it's probably going to be worthless to go over there I thought elk were easy to kill. That's yeah, what yeah. Brady. That's what Brady tells that's us. That's why deer are better because elk are so easy I to kill. Should, I probably should roll them killed and I'd be looking like an slip. all-star. They're so easy to kill though, trail, <laughs> you know, but you if I would have done that, it wouldn't have been a cool story. Do you think no. he just held up in the timber? Or do you think he slipped out the bottom? I think he slipped out the bottom. I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you, uh, what yeah, he, that's where he was just headed towards. He was with other bulls, down. right? Yeah, the other bulls. Yeah. And then the problem was though, like he was with, we could have seen him a lot sooner, but just the topo- way the topography was in front of us, like we couldn't see just on that hill. And finally, when he got down towards that cliff edge, that's when his rack showed up above the hill. Mm. But he was only 1,300 yards away. Only. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. he's about 1,300 yards too far. <laughs> yeah. for, for you for archers, me. yeah. So, like, instantly I was like, man, if we would have seen him a little bit sooner, we could have cut that distance quicker while he was working down that ridge. Like, maybe he was feeding down that ridge. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what he was doing, but he was up on that ridge working his way down. And so, we could have snuck closer and I could have taken, you know, maybe like a six, six, seven hundred yard shot on him, hmm. which. Yeah, people are going to hate me for saying six, seven hundred shot. But again, I shoot all the time. I know exactly what I'm doing. Let the haters hate, man. Yeah, that's not, do that's not a long shot for you. It's yeah. just that's the reality. Yeah, but like the thought was process of me though. Like we had just hunted there that whole day. We did have that hunter skirt through mm-hmm. um, that Larry right down below us. And we I'm saw like, a couple guys on horseback. Yeah, a couple yeah. guys on horseback. Like we hadn't seen any big bucks there. So like as a as a mule deer hunter, like why go sit there again? There's not a single big buck. Yeah, there's one big bull. But again, what do big bulls attract? other hunters mm. so since i really didn't care to hunt <laughs> well and they move <laughs> yeah. i mean the chances they, of that bulls in the exact same pocket two days in a row yeah, yeah. and it's post yeah. post rise november like he could be cruising yeah i mean he, he could be rolling so you may never see him and again. if they do decide to roll like yeah. see later. yeah he's honestly probably headed to the low country because he knew that storm was coming yeah that's another thing at yeah, the storm so like that's what was, was funny you know sitting there drinking coffee deciding what do we do the next day to kill that bull and then just realizing, well, this storm is going to roll in. We're literally not going to be able to hunt for potentially two days. Mm-hmm. And that elk's there, and there's no mule deer there. It kind of made an easy decision to go after the elk. Was the bull that you shot, did you determine, was he, he'd, been, he'd been hit? We, I, it's hard to tell when we cut him up because literally his front right leg was mush. You could take that leg and just spin it. So no no structure in it? Nothing no. at all. No, it did not lock. You couldn't and, tell if it had yeah. been shot? If it was, it might have been like earlier, like maybe Early archer or something like that. And, so it it held over. Yeah. Did you did you cut down through that joint to look and see? Oh, it was like pussy and black. Really? And no, just, no broadhead or anything. No broadhead, like that. no anything. My brother killed a spike one time. Same thing. Spinning leg spinning from the same spot. Shot it with a rifle. We figured it was opening day of the spike hunt in Utah, and we figured somebody else had hit it that morning because we'd heard some shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot it, and we processed that thing, and it had a broadhead buried right in that knuckle. And it completely severed the whole knuckle, mm-hmm. but whole broadhead, like a muzzy thunderhead. Is that right? Mu- Troll car? No. 
like an, like the old the old mosaic, old one. The old, hey, listen, if you are you talking about the Thunderhead NAPs? Yeah, like the old head. Yeah, the NAPs. But, yeah. but it, it, new archery products. It hadn't been in there forever. I mean, it was it was still kind of, you know shiny. If you would have shot a G five, it would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it had severed it clean off anyway. Oh, really? But maybe. That's rough. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. yeah but the G five, it would for sure. But but that leg was just swinging, so, yeah. so, weird. so that definitely weighed in my decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. I, I feel it bad. Would. I feel bad for animals. Yeah. I'm going to give a plug to elk right now. Elk are tough. Mm-hmm. Like he might've survived. So tough. A lot tougher. Might not have though, but, but the thing was though, like we were watching that bull for a while. You can see where his friend was mm-hmm. and where we first located him in the timber. And then he went in the timber and moved again. Like he barely moved when he was in that timber. Like, and it was a fairly open hillside. Yeah. And so we knew he, he obviously wasn't moving fast because he had the broken leg. So we just, we were all just, you know, we were just talking about it. Just like, you know, he's not gonna move fast. If we do go over there, he's probably gonna be not too far from where we're gonna see him. Cause we had to lose visibility cause we had to drop into this box canyon, cross this Creek, climb up this rock face, then got cliffed out. Then had to go to a different rock face, get up there. And he hadn't moved maybe a yeah. hundred yards yeah. in that hour. Yeah, that, that definitely like played into our favor a little bit yeah. because I, w- I want you to, for your experience, because I, I talked about it before on the on the podcast without you hearing, so you can like defend yourself or anything. <laughs> uh, so I, I got two parts, but first we'll go to the box canyon right yeah. now. Like describe when we like, we started going down in there. It was pretty gradual at first. All of a sudden we started getting towards the, the first cliff and it was a cliff on our side. So we started to go to the cliff on the other side where yeah. the bull was. Like describe how uh, how you felt through there and what you what you were thinking of because we still don't know if we can go kill this bull yeah. and we had a lot of stuff in yeah the we were just kind of going going down through some deadfall like probably two-ish feet of snow at that point and then we get to this literal cliff and it's i mean it really is a box canyon it's just it's just a hundred feet just and then and then it kind of benches out and then there's the creek just like a perfect textbook box canyon and we just kind of stood on that thing for a little bit and brady is just like you ready to do this yeah and i was like how are we going to get down this little cliff? And he's just like, we're just going to go one, one step at a time. Send it. And so I watched, I watched Brady go first and he basically just kind of slid on his butt with his trekking pole and just kind of yeah. dug it and kind of slid down in the, in that fresh snow. And so I was like, I kind of waited for him to get down like 70 yards or whatever. And then I just kind of went for it and we made it. And I was like, all right, well, we're gonna have to go back up that. <laughs> That's we'll, the thing. we'll figure that out. You know? and like once you start going down, you really, you're not able to turn around and go back up. No. Like, I don't think you could really turn around and go back up yeah. that spot. And with the snow conditions and all the rocks and ice, like... We would have had to maybe go down lower in the on the river. Yeah. Um, and then just study maps and look for a little bit, like, wider topo mm-hmm. lines, but... But this is the part, though, like... This is why I love hunting with Luke, though. Like, we've had a lot of crazy adventures together. We have. Like, a lot of wild ones where we, yeah. like, come back and we're like, these are stories we're going to tell our grandkids someday, like... Yeah. You're just an old guy who did a bunch of crazy stuff back in the day. I was like, well, I have proof we did some crazy stuff. Because when we're out there, it could easily go the opposite way. Like if you were a different person than what you are, but like we mesh pretty well. Like you love adventure as well. Mm-hmm. You love to capture the best product possible. And so if I say we're gonna go over here, you're instantly like, Yes, let's go do it. Where like you get someone else you're hunting with or another, you know, maybe a camera guy or something like that. And if they instantly have a little bit of doubts in their head, that doubt's gonna creep into my head. I'm probably not going to want to go there because I don't want to take him in a bad situation or put him in a bad situation. And I'm not going to hunt as hard, but Luke's always willing to just go with my crazy ideas that probably knows in his head it's going to suffer. We're going to get back really late at night with headlamps. Sometimes we've been in grizzly country, like just knows we're going to to do something crazy. But a lot of times it works out when we go and do something crazy. You genuinely like that? I do. And a lot of it comes to like, I just trust Brady. 
Yeah. Um, I just trust him oftentimes in my life in these certain <laughs> circumstances. But um, no, I just, uh, Brady obviously is an expert in his field and I, I trust his decision-making process. And I'm, you know, still learning a ton and it's awesome hunting with a guy like Brady because it just allows me to kind of like learn what some of his decision-making, you know, decisions are in a, in a situation like that. Yeah, because you're 100 yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'm still like, you know, I'm only 28, so I'm still pretty young in terms of like Western hunting. And I mean, I've done it like over a good chunk of my life, but you know, it's just the last four years, five years or so of filming hunts. It's just been kind of a crash course, you know, just going with guys like trail and you Lorenzo and, and yeah. Brady, you know, just, um, cause I've been with you guys filming for like three seasons now. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say also just thank you guys just so much for, you know, bringing me all these adventures. I'm just super grateful. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome three years. So, but yeah. What's your, what's your background in what got, what got you into photography and camera work yeah long story was this something short you wanted to do to be like, honest not really so I, i've got a high school senior and i guarantee you when they go around on career day yeah. they're not pitching them the idea like hey have you ever thought about being a yeah. camera guy for yeah. a hunting company <laughs> to be honest like i never really thought i was going to be any, any anything to do with the camera i always kind of thought guys with cameras were just you know not really in the moment like i would see guys you know shooting photos at some like event or whatever i'd be like Dude. wedding yeah i'd be like dude why aren't you like in the moment bro but uh it's funny like looking now oftentimes i like having just like a little camera with me or or whatever just because i do like just how i'm wired i guess but um i look at in the, those moments now of like when i purposely didn't have a camera or like oh i'm just gonna try and be in the moment say on a hunt you know like a personal hunt of mine I'll have this like in crazy experience and I'll be like, dang it, I wish I had a camera yeah. because that's just kind of who I am. It's just part of my personality. It's like, I love documenting the story, you know, and, and looking for that story in whatever events may be, you know, happening mm -hmm. or transpiring. So what were you like as a kid in high school? We, I mean, you, I was always like a pretty quiet kid, pretty like introspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I got played little, baseball, right? Yeah. Played baseball okay. all through, you know, middle school, high school, even college played college ball. Yeah. Pitcher pitcher. Yeah. How, how, hard is it how hard? How hard? What'd you get up to? Yeah, what was Luke? Doing? Oh, I'd say like time to brag, Luke. Nineties? No, the best I probably ever threw was I actually got invited to go down to Cuba on a mission trip, and we played against some of their old like national players, like on the Cuban national team, and it's you know 100 humidity, 95 degrees, so like you throw twice and you're already warmed up, like mm -hmm. you're just sweating. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably like the hardest I ever thrown was down there. Um, probably like just mid eighties, mid to, you know, he's, 87, he's 80. Uh, yeah, he's an understated too. Yeah. He's, he's understated. <laughs> but I was, I was a big, like, just like, like reliever. I, I started some games, um, but I just had a lot of like movement on my fastball and my biggest thing was just trying to get guys out. So not that trying your best to pitch fastball. Yeah. Two, two seam fastball. Two seam? Just running in on the righties, just trying to get ground throwing balls, up, pop ups. knuckleball ever? Just playing messing around. <laughs> so I, 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 already, I already have an idea. Knuckle. Yeah, I already slider? have an idea in my head now. Oh yeah, I, I had a, oh you like I, a slider? I was a two seam slider changeup guy. Slider's a mean pitch. Yeah, yeah. that is a mean pitch. So next time I hunt with Luke, I'm going to try to find a stick that looks like a bat, and we're going to play, oh, a, little, yeah. we're play a little rock ball <laughs> yeah, on, the, on the downtimes, or maybe after uh, we kill and we'll yeah. maybe throw some heaters my way. It'd be fun to just bring a little football bat and put in the back of the trail. Awesome. Yeah, we should. Yeah, when, really when did you first buy a camera? Like, what got you into photography? Did you get into photography and then videography, or was this like a progression? Kind of both, but just, yeah. Ba well, basically, I was playing baseball in college, and then I got hurt my sophomore year, and then I honestly, like, this is just a very condensed version of the story. I didn't really know if I was gonna play baseball again, I didn't really know, you know, what my future kind of like looked mm -hmm. like. Cause I was also kind of undecided in my major. 
And then just kind of like long story short, that summer in between my sophomore and junior year, I like had partially recovered from my surgery and was kind of like walking again off crutches because I was on crutches for like two and a half months. Mm. It was pretty big. Like I had a meniscus surgery repair and lateral release and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but basically my parents bought me a GoPro, just like one of those little action yep. waterproof cameras. And I just got hooked. Like I started, you know, going on hikes again with my friends and taking that with me and you know, just taking pictures. And this was like 2015. So like right as like Instagram was like really starting to kind of boom mm -hmm. beyond just like taking photos with a phone and putting like a little Kodak filter on it and then uploading it. Like it was like people were taking pictures with cameras and GoPros and uploading on there. Um, so I started just doing that and, you know, just like going on hikes and doing like, you know, waterfall, like kind of like expeditions. Cause like I grew up in Oregon. So kind of like between the time of like me hunting a lot as a kid and then hunting a lot post-college, like in college, I was like really oddly obsessed with like finding off trail waterfalls and like using Google earth to, you know, mm -hmm. find unnamed waterfalls and, you know, just like really cool places, like, you know, out in the, the deep dark forests of Oregon, mm -hmm. just off, you know, logging roads and stuff like that. Um, so I brought my camera and got some pretty cool pictures of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of just slowly evolved. And that summer I just got hooked on, chasing adventures with a GoPro. Don't go chasing waterfalls, man. Oh yeah, that was me. Dude, that was me. Just He's probably not old enough to even know that reference. Okay, there yeah. you go. The okay, other the other guys. You got it. Yeah. You got it. I'm proud of you, Luke. Yeah. I try. Yeah. For the young one, way to get that one. I try. But uh yeah, then I it's kind of crazy that summer that I got a GoPro, I ended up taking two pictures. One was like a lightning strike hitting this like tree 100 yards from me. Mm. I was chasing a lightning storm. And then another one was like me rafting in a kayak, but GoPro ended up buying two of my photos. And I remember like telling my mom, I was like, mom, I just got 500 bucks from GoPro for like these two photos. And she was like, what? Did and they I'm just like, reach out to you? No, they had like this, this contest oh, okay. that they're running and I just submitted them on a whim. And I was just shocked. I got an email back. And so I took that 500 bucks, sold my other GoPro and then bought like the newest GoPro. And then just, you know, just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. And then the for Christmas, I got like a little Nikon DSLR from Walmart and, mm you know, just use that for like another year. I shot basically two years, um, just, you know, totally for fun, just totally as a passion, just bringing it with me on cool backpacking trips and, and stuff like that. And so. you're always self-taught, right? Through yeah. the whole thing. You never you're like going a, to college? Yeah, so I was good. And then with at the, this time I'm still in college. I'm like, this is my junior year of college and I'm studying history. So hmm. that's, I ended up getting a history degree, minored in theology. Um, and then just kind of, I also say majored in history, majored in photography because I was so obsessed with yeah. it, you know, in my, you know, after school hours, after practice, I was, you know, going out late shooting astrophotography or learning stuff on YouTube or, you know, on the weekends, like after, you know, a, a double header or whatever, I'm going out like backpacking or something. So, I mean, so you, you are, he is addicted ahead. to story being a doing history and theology. Yeah. I mean, right there. So it tells it's, it's making more sense. Yeah, it's right there. Sense. <laughs> yeah. You like, I'm, you I'm like adding stories. it all up yeah. as we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, knew, I knew we'd figure it out as we went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, um, so you, you self-taught then completely. Yeah. Like with, yeah, I, I had a couple of people like my, my aunt, she's a professional photographer. Mm. And I remember like in high school, I started taking photos just with my phone and stuff like that. You know, just like little macro shots of like a baseball, you know, in the grass or whatever. And I remember she was telling me, she's like, you know, you have the eye for photography. And I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Guy, you know, I got baseball in my mind. I got, you know, everything. I got, you know, college and friends. And I was like, I got so many other things on my mind. And I didn't have a camera. And I just was like, eh, whatever. Just kind of shrugged it off like a normal teenager would, you know. 
What do you think the eye is? Because like I've told I've told Brady this a hundred times. And like you could teach me absolutely everything about f stops and all the bullshit that goes into a camera. You could show me how all that works, but you can't give me an eye for it. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, I like. What do you think that is with people? Because it's definitely a real thing. People, yeah, it is. No, people, it is. One hundred percent. People have an eye for photography or even videography. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know that you can teach it. Do you think you could teach it? I think I think it's like a muscle. I think you can like. I think everyone naturally has an eye. That's why I don't have an eye. No muscles. No. (laughs) That's true. But it's like you know, it's something you once you recognize it and you know use it a lot or use it daily, you can get like a stronger eye, kind of like a stronger muscle. Um, That's something I'm like you know super thankful for, like with my job and. You know, I just get to use it all the time. And, you know, I, I try and even like do little exercises where like I'll pack a little camera and just be like, how many, like, what can I do in the, like, this situation kind of a thing? And, um, but yeah, I just think, you know, just over time and, and practice and, you know, just trial and error, um, you can really develop that. So what I'm really leaning or learning here is when Trail says he doesn't have an eye, he just doesn't take his camera out to enhance and work on his I mean, I, I always muscles. got yeah. that right there. I just never dig it out. I, I mean, yeah. I... I don't, I, I, for whatever reason, I just, I lack the, whatever that is in people to like want to document. I'm almost the opposite, to be honest. Like there's times, there's times when I'm out hunting, I'm like, thank God I don't have a cameraman. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm just so in it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, do you, do you like stop though? And like take random photos when you're on the hunt or you just like, very rarely. I have to like, I don't think that way. You don't don't ever think like, Like, I want to look look at this later in life. No. I, I so I don't I don't disagree with you that it's a muscle that you can you can train right mm-hmm. like it's like a guy with chicken legs I don't care how hard he trains them they're just never gonna yeah. get big right yeah. so I mean maybe you have a I'm not built like that either and how I know for a fact I'm not built like that a lot like what Trail is saying is go hunt has I mean I've tried I have forced myself over the last seven years to like create some value mm-hmm. to of while we're in the field, right? Like that's what our business does. It's about hunting. It's about all this stuff. You, so I try to like I try to force it, and I still have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And I know for a fact because every time I try to stop and force myself, I'm like, okay, I got this camera. Was, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. here's a picture. You can send no Lorenzo idea. and I out for ten days, and nothing. if it was not completely laid out, like you need to get you would this, have this, and this, we'd come home with nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, and we'd be pumped. <laughs> and, and we would be super pumped, and we would not stop but, talking. But, but the photos it. you have would be like, you got some Harvest photos, you'd be jacked on those. Like, oh, I, I do. I, I can take but a grip and grin. Yeah. 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 Well, I can take the shit out of a grip and grin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, but like a photographer but has the, yeah. the, you know, like the hands on the horn and the animals hide and like these all, things all, that all the yeah. things. tie it in together, you and I would be like, yeah. there you go. But yeah, then I think comes down to those. And the, the me and the up. There you go. <laughs> I think what you can maybe learn, and maybe I want, that's what I want to hear more from Luke's side. It's like you're kind of just telling a story though through photography. Like mm-hmm. you're really just capturing the day to day activities in a, in the best light that you possibly can. That's where the eye comes into play. Like make that little. I think you got to be born with a little bit of it though, like a little bit of artistry in that. My dad yeah. has a lot it. of it too. With video, is yeah. the ear. Just having like I call it like having your ears on. So not only are you like looking for, you know, things to capture or, or even like anticipating things to capture, um, but also just like anticipating like that dialogue that, you know, say like you, you know, miss, like you were, we were on that stock on that bull and just like capturing like that, that frustration of like, dude, he never fed out. He just, yeah. he stayed in the timber. 
and just capturing like, you know, put you putting your pack on in you know, with your headlamp and just showing that like you stayed until dark and then now we have to hike back. Yeah. And I'm just like little things like that, just anticipating. Um, I don't, I don't listen. I mean, talk to my wife. Yeah. She, she complains all the time. That I oh, I'm the same. I mean, you, yeah, if you brought Alex in me, here, yeah. yeah, if you brought Alex in here, she'd be like, it goes in one area out the other, but you know, do you feel like as you're moving through, so a hunt, you're obviously hired, you know, we hire you for a job, you go out to, to film or photograph a hunt, but like your day-to-day life as you're moving through the world. And I, I think I know the answer. Cause like last night you were here at the event and I already saw today in Slack that we had a bunch of photos posted that you had you taken from last night. Are you, are you looking like as you're moving through the world and you're, are you just kind of observing things and you're like, Oh, that would be a cool shot. Are you thinking that and processing it as you go day to I day? Tr- I honestly try to, because if I don't, um, obviously within reason, you have to be like, mm-hmm. you know, present and stuff. But I, I do try and like, even if I don't have a camera on me or even my phone, I'll just try and be like, Oh, I'd be like a cool little shot or like even like pops into your head. Yeah. just like, like, or like last night I was like, oh, I'll bring my little, you know, point and shoot camera and just, Mm-hmm. mess around you know and i was just like it'd be cool to have a shot of like you know the 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 room in there with yep. you know people trying on packs and it'd be cool to have a shot of like you know the stone glacier bag just like by itself and then obviously like the movie night experience in the warehouse just like three to five images that tell the story tonight it's like but one of the, one of the cool photos though was that bush light photo was, oh yeah i, was I had, pretty, I think I had to get photo. one of those really specifically for brady i could have gotten high noons or Cokes or whatever. No, actually, they're they're bush heavies, but yeah, yeah they're, they're. I don't know if this is a good point or just stupid and ridiculous, but like what it reminds me of is my son right now. So my son is learning how to jump his dirt bike, and he loves ramps. We could be driving, we could be talking. Everything to him, he is looking for a ramp. Like everywhere we go, <laughs> it, there's yeah. a ramp. That's a ramp. It's like that's what it reminds me of. You're yeah. always looking for the I, shot. Yeah. It's like me talking to my son. I mean, I talk to him. I talk to him. We'd be driving, like, Dad, there's a ramp. Yeah. I'm like, what are you seeing? It's Where cr- is it? Yeah, growing up skateboarding, same thing. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're looking at the landscape completely different. To you're, you're processing in terms of like, oh, what that would be fun to skate that set of stairs, that rail, that curb. Yeah, like that's what my son's doing. Yeah. I know that's a jump. It's that's a good. A ramp. It's a good. A good comparison. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, if that, that is sense. what yeah. you know. Like that's how you're, yeah. that's what it reminds me of. Okay. I mean, you could, you could essentially adopt that over into hunting. And I feel like when I'm out hunting, I'm doing the same thing. I'm seeing a landscape, mm-hmm. I'm seeing movement, I'm seeing areas, you know, water, and I'm like working that process out as mm-hmm. I go. But you have an eye for that. I have an eye for you, that. You, you, I don't have an eye like, for you, you, you and I are probably the same where we could look at a mountain range and tell you where the animals are going to be and where they're yeah. not because we just kind of yeah. had that hunch over mm-hmm. the years. We got the eye for knowing where they might be. Yeah. Trail yeah. has an incredible natural eye I, for that. For, like how, for, how, for what's going to happen if they get into this? Like, here's, like this is what I see happening. He's, yeah. he's really good at that, but he's, his name is Trail, but he won't stay on it. He won't. He, <laughs> he he's, will not, does not stay on a trail. <laughs> There's nothing good that well, happens on trail. following an elk trail and all of a sudden we're going to get off trail. And I'm like, we could just be three feet to the left on this nice trail. Nope. Like, now we're going right through here. We're going to sound like a herd of bulls. Hard, hard times. <laughs> hard times. <laughs> that, was, that was a good trail. That was really good. <laughs> well played, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I think that was the craziest thing to me about you filming the whole time. So I, I'm sitting here packing up my backpack all the time. And you're filming me. And then somehow you have to get your gear ready as well. But you have to capture all these shots and like... It's got to be hard, like to try to like capture a story, but then you have to be dialed all the time as well, because then all of a sudden I'm leaving, yeah, and you have to be going too. So like you're just constantly moving and constantly evolving. 
throughout the whole day, no matter what we're doing, I think that's a real challenge to me. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, I mean, it's, it comes down to like anticipating, but also just kind of being ready for whatever. Ready. Yeah. You know. Not having a yard sale. Yeah. Or if it's like, okay, I'm filming Brady walk up with all of his gear while mine's a yard sale yeah, down here. Down and, then, here and then I get the shot and I'm like, just throw it all in the back, you know? Do you hate at night when everybody else is eating and you're like filming? And everybody's uh, everybody's already eating. I mean, food. Brady knows I love food, but dude, <laughs> this guy eats so much. Every time I look over, he has like a little thing of Kodiak cakes. Yeah, and he has some. Has a, sometimes he carries a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, on our first hunt together, I brought a whole jar. A whole butter, jar of peanut butter. And I, ate the I whole remember thing three days when we were far. in Alaska, he was eating liver chips. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he brought those out. Yeah. Uh, Another one, weird one food we were eating. Too. I do yeah. remember that. I remember thinking Luke's got some weird food. Yeah, yeah, this dude eats all day. I don't know well enough to bring it up. Good camera guy, weird food choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, liver chips. I can't remember what else you had. You might have had a jar of peanut butter then too. I may have. I yeah. think you did. Yeah. Yeah, liver chips and peanut butter. Yeah, I'm a big on mm. I'm big <laughs> on snacks. Having a little like little boost of sugar. Whether it's like, you know, like the Cliff Block Energy Chews mm-hmm. or a little Stroop waffle, anything like that. Just like yeah. a little bit of a boost. Um, especially on like a hard hike or, yeah, you, or whatever. You really did turn me on to those Stroop waffles. Uh, yeah. I started to pack those now. Yeah. Cause Wait. I mean, not only do you have to be like physically doing everything you have to like, it's, it's, you know, a challenge enough in itself, but like doing the creative thing on top of that, like if Mental I, can just, power, if I can just have that little bit of like, you know, granola bar, you know, whatever it is, it yeah. kind of helps me. Mm-hmm. And I just have, I guess I have a fast metabolism. So got to stay and on it. Pretty skinny. Guy. Definitely do. It is it, like saying that a really hard, long day at work sometimes is more exo- like that mental just yeah. grind all day long. It, yeah. it, it wears on you for sure. Um, what was your, did you always have an interest in hunting? Yeah, well, I grew up, so yeah, like, like I said, I grew up um, hunting with my dad in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, mostly just like rifle hunting, maybe two weekends a year kind of a thing, like fairly casual. Um, I did have a couple like bigger trips, like when I turned 12, I had, drew a youth tag. Uh, for the Steens in Oregon, we went over there mule deer hunted for two weeks and I ended up not getting one, but it was just like such a cool experience. Cause I had like, you know, we saw elk, we saw antelope, we saw some deer and it was just a really cool, really cool time. And I just, I look back at those moments and I'm just like, yeah, that was like an awesome adventure. My dad kind of like instilled that in me. Um, just from like a young age, like I remember like going to elk camp with my BB gun, you know, shooting little mm-hmm. blue jays and, you know, in the woods, you know, and hiking around with that. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely like grew up like with a love and appreciation for the outdoors and, and yeah. hunting. One thing though that I blows me away with you and your skill level though, like yeah, like now we're good buddies, but I like even before I really didn't know you that well, you take badass photos and your video is at another level I've never seen before. You're you're good at both. But then and we go is, on that's hard to find. We, and we go on hunts. And he's doing both. Mm-hmm. Like you're carrying two bodies sometimes. You have a dedicated video camera. I mean, I'm sure they can take photos too. Yeah, it just makes it simple when you have two. That way, like one's just rigged, you know, with the ND filter, and it's mm-hmm. like ready to go for video. And the other one's just like, just my stills set up. I found that's like the the best of both worlds. But he's constantly though, like one over here, take another one, drop yeah. another one on the little heart on the cotton carrier. Like you're just yeah, yeah. Little he never stops. A little insight for you know uh, whatever people listening, interested in doing what Luke does, but. The re, you doing that is a huge differentiator of you and why we love commission, commissioning you to go on these hunts with us. One, because you can keep up reading and trail and it's kind of hard to find in itself. But like we deal with a lot of videographers who just flat out say, no, I don't I don't do pictures. Like yeah. I'm a videographer. I don't do pictures. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we're we're out there. 
you can't, you're not going to film 24 hours a day, everything that happens. Like we need some assets. We need this, right? Like yeah. there's this whole other world. And if you do both and you do it as well as you do, major standout point of like, oh yeah, we need that guy. Yeah. Like we, we need to commission him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really appreciate that guys. And, and, and like Luke even has his own really cool style and photos. I don't yeah. even know how to describe it myself. But I see a photo. Same, I don't know either. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's a, that's a Luke photo right there. Yeah. You can instantly tell like either sometimes tight or it's like, it's got a good feel to it. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Do you prefer one over the other? <sighs> That's such a hard question. Um, I, the way I see it is there's certain moments that a photo best exemplifies, and there's certain moments that a video best exemplifies. And I think, like, I, I love the whole story of it, and I think video is king. When it comes to, like, the whole story of, like, a hunt, like this hunt, hard times, for example, like, photos can only do so much like yeah photos were the thousand words but when you have you know was it 15 minutes long or whatever like yeah. that's a lot of frames that's a lot of photos that tells mm-hmm. like the whole story um but yeah like for example like you know just trying to have the eye for a, a shot i remember when we were hiking in i think on the first load to get the you know on that last day i was like brady i want to get a shot because i'm like dude i already know it's going to be midnight mm-hmm. you know and it's like noon when we're starting this hike i was like tonight in the middle of the night when there's you know no moon cloud cover like it has been i want a shot of you walking through the snow at the rack on your back with the yep. snow and i'm gonna put my i told you i'm gonna put my headlamp behind you yeah that whole scene set up like was i was yeah. blown away like you were describing it to me like we're gonna do this at like two in the it morning just, like popped in my mind i was like that'd be a really cool shot yeah he kept talking about that one shot and that one shot you'll see it at the, towards the end of the video we yeah. showed that right and that was one of my favorite things ever like yeah. that scene you can see our breath coming out, how cold it was. Like yeah, 17 degrees, I think, was what it was. All that just super deep snow and just like the effort we put it into it. But like, you, thought, you thought it out, though, <laughs> in your head and then goes and executes. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know how this is going to pull off. It's so dark out. But like the way you put the headlamps and set them up, like yeah. that guy's a wizard. Yeah, that's that's the honestly the next step from all the other videographers we've worked with, all that stuff. That is that next like, OK, this is this is different. This guy's better, you know. Thank you, guys. You're stood. Um, what do you, what do you think about, uh, like people who want to get into this? Like, do you need to spend an absorbent amount of money on cameras and all this stuff? Or is it like really just learning through the years and becoming more proficient with it? And you could probably get by with any sort of camera, but like, does a camera, expensive camera make it or can you get by with whatever or start using your iPhone? So like evolve from that. Or? Yeah, totally. I mean, iPhones have come so far. I mean, everyone knows that, especially in the last few years, like the iPhone 14 now and 13 have like cinematic mode. And I mean, like I said, like there was a day I filmed on that and like, it honestly looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Honestly, like, a lot of people probably crazy. Tell, like, I which, hate to say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just having an iPhone is a good start. And then, you know, they make these little wireless, uh, like DJI or, or Rode makes these little wireless mics to just clip on and you can actually plug those into your phone now. And so if you wanted to run some sort of like off, you know, off iPhone audio, which can sometimes be a little suspect because mm-hmm. of wind and whatnot, but that's, that's a good option if you're just looking for like a $300, you know, barrier of entry. But I would say like to do it like decently, you're looking at probably a thousand dollars roughly to get started with, you know, like a good, a good camera, you talking, you're talking camera about like body. A kit, like a, just yeah. a body. Yeah. Like or, a good camera body, like a decent, like medium zoom, like a 24 to 105, mm-hmm. um, and then like a decent shotgun microphone. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not as big of a barrier of entry as a lot of people think financially. Yeah. Which is probably getting out there and practicing with it. Yeah. If you have this awesome tool, it's like, yeah, well, great bow, great rifle. You got to go and practice to yeah. be proficient with that said item. Yeah. And I thing. think a lot of it too is just like, you know, I think just like the attitude of like, 
oh, I want to like film hunts because I love hunts. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. That's like an awesome place to start. But I think, um, and I've seen a lot of guys, you know, just, you know, start packing the camera and it kind of takes them, I think longer to get like very proficient at the photography aspect of it because it's almost secondary. Um, but I would just like really encourage and suggest like as much as you go all in with like hunting and like scouting and preparing and getting the right gear, like I would encourage someone to do that with like photography and just like shoot as much as you can use that tool as much as you can. Um, and just, you know, try and just learn, like, just be a sponge, like, you know, talk to, you know, reach out to somebody on Instagram, ask them like, Hey, I'm, I've got this like backcountry hunt, you know, it's like five days, you know, no, you know, wall tents, no, nothing. We're just on our backs. Like, what would you bring? And just mm -hmm. like, I mean, there's so many guys out there in the industry who would love to, you know, just say, Hey, I'd, I'd do this and this and this, yep. you know, and just try and get a couple nuggets of information then go out there and try it, see what works, see what doesn't go back to the drawing board. Yeah. Let's talk about like the whole backcountry and batteries for a second, because Lorenzo, oh. you, you know, back when we first started doing this, we had a you know Mather, yeah, and uh, we actually packed in a Goal Zero like generator. portable oh, generator, yeah. yeah, and that thing, I don't know what it weighed, fifteen pounds, ten pounds. It was more than that. But I mean, yeah. what was no, that was back in like twenty fifteen? Yeah, this yeah. was yeah twenty fifteen. Yeah, we brought yeah. some solar panels and like trying to like we had the big FS seven hundred. Yeah, like I was that's mad, a big dog. I said Mather <laughs> packed that big camera all the way back. We didn't there. know. We didn't know what we were doing. It was our it, first. Yeah, was, and I don't was, think there's really like a lot of other options at that time too. You had DSLRs and you know mirrorless stuff was kind of getting big, but like the whole battery situation, yeah. like that's it's a nightmare. It was a yeah. nightmare back in the day because we had to pack it broke that thing my in backpack. There. <laughs> it broke my hip belt on my backpack. It was, it yeah. was it was crazy how yeah. like we, how that plus. What are we going for? Twelve days, yeah. food, gear. I can't like it, imagine it broke now. My, my hip up. We, we kept yeah. swishing it back and forth between his backpack, yeah. my backpack, like carrying yeah. it all the way in there just for Mather's batteries. But like all that little stuff, someone has to think about if they're going oh, to film yeah. a hunt. Like mm -hmm. it's not just I need to bring my camera. I need to bring backup lenses or whatever to have two bodies. All these extra memory cards. Like it's a lot to think about. Oh like, yeah, and then the battery situation too, and charging. That's and, one of the biggest questions I get asked um, to by other people like in the industry or just people like, hey, like. I want to, you know, go do X, like what, like how many batteries do you bring or, or whatever. And I, I've like tried so many different things. Like I remember on one more Ridge, I brought in one of those like goal zero. It's like a two pound brick. Yeah. You had that brick um, and now I've like upgraded and changed some things. And honestly, I'm always like trying at least one new techie camera thing on every hunt. Just like, just seeing if like, you know, it's an improvement. Is it better? Mm -hmm. Is it worse or whatever? Um, but the biggest thing I've found is like just shooting on mirrorless bodies that can charge with USB-C cords yep. and then using USB-C power banks that have enough power delivery. You know, I think it has to be a minimum of like 15 volts. Uh, I could be wrong, but basically it'll just say PD on it for power delivery and then charging with those and then having a little um, anchor makes it awesome. I think you have it as yep, well. Same anchor threefold one. Yeah, it's amazing. It just, it folds like at 20 watts um, mm -hmm. of power if, with, you know, with good sun and it weighs like a pound. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's seriously a game changer. I don't even think Anchor meant to do that, but they kind of accidentally made the best mm -hmm. solar panel for hunters. It's always a nice I can't remember. Do you, are you usually carrying around no, yours and we're charging it during the middle of the day, or are you leaving that back at camp and charging? Yeah, oftentimes I'll leave it at camp. Um, and even some of the shelters we use, like like the Dyneema stuff, you can actually charge decently well through that. So you can like leave it kind of set up, and it's totally like waterproof, yep. um, and it'll charge your, charge your power banks. And yeah, I'll just charge those power banks up. And then oftentimes, like, this sounds crazy. I'll just have a power bank in my, my jacket pocket mm -hmm. and I'll just run a USB-C cord. Like if we're glassing or, you know, kind of on the, the downtime of the hunt, I'll just 
charge my battery back up. And there's been hunts where like, it's like three days before I'm actually like swapping a battery because I can awesome. just kind of trickle it. Yeah. But And they have to worry about too, when we're in these cold environments, trying to keep your battery yeah. warm and all that. But like, the thing that's also blows my mind too, is like, we have all this hunting gear. You know, we have a spotter, you know, we have clothes, weapon obviously. And I look over at Luke's pack. <laughs> And I'm like, my gosh, you carry so much weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like, cameramen always have giant packs. Yeah. Yeah. Mathers is just, it's a Marshall. Oh, yeah. Mystery Ranch Marshall is just stuff full of shit. In his personality, it yeah. is a wreck. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> buckles yeah. are where they're supposed to be. Not that it's yeah. where it's supposed to be. It's, it's, it's hanging. And you always have like these cubes to like protect some of your, yeah. your gear and stuff like that. And like, what was the pack you had on One More Ridge? It was like that blown was, out. That was a it was just like the seams were like zippers. Could yeah, not close that it. was just a fifty nine hundred Stone yeah. Glacier. And then you got which is a great pack. I've used it for three years, mm -hmm. um, but I've since ever since that hunt. That was when I was like, oh man, I need the big dog. Especially so, in a later season, huh? We yeah. get clothes and we're surviving. Yeah. So Brady convinced me to get the seventy nine hundred, and it's been amazing. And yeah. haven't had that problem as much because I was just like strapping i think i had like meat in a dry bag just like strapped and yeah. it was swaying around like it was brutal <laughs> and this is another thing though i really appreciated about luke because yeah i kill an animal i should take all the load and suffer the most but he's back there as well we'll like trade gear back and forth or you know the elk hunt you packed a ton of meat like yeah. that saved my ass like yeah. you've been able to help out and you're willing to throw meat in your backpack where some other guys you know might mm -hmm. not be willing to do that like well i'm just a i'm just a shooter or you know video person that's all on you. And then that could have made it worse, but like you are still willing to suffer as well to make this all work out a lot easier, which is greatly appreciated. Yeah, I <laughs> absolutely. And wouldn't trade it. I mean, yeah, it's just helps, it helps us both out, you know, less trips, you know, I mean, it's part of the, uh, I think it's part of the job. It is. Like, I, I also do. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah, and at that point, you're like, I just want to get done. You want to get I want to get off the hill. Yeah. I want to yeah. get a burger. Yeah. You know, if I can carry 30 or 40 pounds and make Here this process go. go, let's do it. So yeah. I, we, we had a really good question last night. I want to jump over this other film that you, because you filmed Betrayal mm -hmm. and uh, Neville and Neville's brother. Mm -hmm. And on, uh, was it Nothing But Daylight? Mm -hmm. Yep, Nothing But Daylight. It's probably one of our also top films of all time. Yeah. And we had a question last night. It's like, hey, do your camera guys ever shoot anything on these hunts? Oh, yeah. And, uh, we should. Old, old Lukey boy here. Yeah, Luke shot. <laughs> shot first. He, yeah, he Just shot his all. shot. Yeah. How, how, how did that feel to be knowing you're going to film a hunt with Trail Neville, Neville's brother, and you, you pick up a, a caribou tag? And you killed first. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you guys even let me do that, you know, was such a blessing. Um, yeah, I remember when I was talking to Neville about it, he's just like, he's like, yeah, honestly, like, there's a lot of caribou and talking with Trail, like, everyone kind of usually tags out. And if you wanted to get a tag, um, you'd be, you're welcome to. And I was like, no way. And so we uh, showed up at Cabela's in Anchorage and got our tags. And I was just like, you know, even if like, even if I don't get one, it's still, you know, worth the experience, you know, cause I was just like, you know, kind of how I view it is like, you know, I'm here to document, tell the story and like be a servant, you know, like with packing out meat, like whatever I got to do to help the team out, mm -hmm. like that's what I want to do. And so I was like, even if I don't get one, it's no big deal. Like I told, yeah. I told Neville that multiple times. So I was like, seriously, no sweat. Um, but yeah, just how it ended up being, we were, you know, stocking in on these, this bachelor group of bulls and just the wind swirled and they all just kind of trotted off. Like 
It's about yeah, 180. To, yeah, to, to be fair, he was he was second second string. We were like, hey, if we screw <laughs> this stock up, yeah, you're the you guy. guys are bow hunting. Yeah, 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 we got yeah, Josh, got Josh and I were bow hunting. We had, yeah, we had this herd of caribou. It was probably eight or ten, kind of bedded on this little knob, and we crawled up to a point. And by the time we got there, they got up and kind of started to move off. I mean, caribou can move. move. We just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't keep up. Josh crawls a whole lot faster than I. Oh, do. He, he crawls so, so fast. fast. He's like a little spider. It was mind blowing. Yeah, mm. it was very bizarre. To yeah, see some but he crawled that quick but he uh yeah we, we screwed up the stock and luke was and up. runs up to me he's like shoot one and i was like and i had like all the confidence that we were gonna get it done with a bow yeah because i was back you know just trying to film kind of mm-hmm. like with the long lens just trying to you know because i don't want to get up there too close and snubble's just like shoot one and i like remember just he just hands me the rifle and i'm like i'm like i haven't even been studying these things because i'm just like trying to film and yeah, yeah yeah you know i'm not trying to like look too hard at like oh which one's the big one and so I just looked at the group and I saw this one with a big white beard and I was like, he looks mature. Yeah. Boom. Is this the one right away where uh, Neville being a film guy? Yeah. He double, he double tapped the button. Yeah. I, I, I thought I said it's rolling here, but yeah. you know, it was just, it was a hectic, chaotic hectic. Moment. I mean, they're only 200 yards away or maybe even less, you know, and, and you know, we're just kind of, you know, yard sailing, our packs uh-huh. are going off and trying to get prone and, trying to check you know make sure the scope's down at like pretty much at you know 100 yeah. yards or whatever and yeah just actually press that record button again but yeah. it's all good it just he dropped right there and then josh is like give me the gun just and instantly like, gave up his and then i tried running it to him but that tundra it was our first day on the tundra and i had never ran or even walked on tundra and I, I tripped like two two or three times would you guys like say hard. that's like walking on like it's tundra? like walking on fuzzy basketballs. Fuzzy basketball. That's what I, I mean. It's like they call them hippie heads, you know, but yeah. like it's like a fuzzy basketball and it's just those tussocks. And you're either you're trying to decide like whether you step on those and try to go tussock to tussock or if you try to go in between them. And some of the holes in between those things will, you know, go up to your knees. Yeah. It's <sighs> like fuzzy basketballs in a kiddie pool. Yeah. Like <laughs> if, yeah, you miss the, if you miss the basketball, you're in the kiddie pool. Yeah. It's like two feet of water and your boots are wet. And it, it looks <laughs> like when you fly over that country, you think, oh, this is cakewalk Fly like yeah, yeah. yeah walk in the park no big deal we're just gonna cruise through it and you start walking and man it just sucks all your energy it's so hard walking through that stuff yeah josh it's, turned the stuff. gun that quick though oh it was <laughs> <laughs> really we, we got just we, day one turned we the, we got up there to that point and those bulls kind of started feeding back to our right and it kind of looked like the gig was going to be up and we were going to not be able to get it done with a with a bow and, and like instantaneously he was like oh i wish i had that gun i wish i had that gun oh, man, so we looked back big. yeah luke shot it and then we were laying there you know he, he he made a great shot on his bull and went over and died and the herd was kind of just moving off and he was like i said do you want to shoot one with a gun and he's like oh, i would love to you know I, I want to right now so we called those guys <laughs> up so luke came running and he jumped on the gun and shot the other one i don't think they i don't think either of them shot the biggest caribou in the group i don't think we the did. biggest caribou <laughs> in the group was one that like i was just like oh i want that bull so bad and like neither, yeah. of, them neither of them killed that bull big giant tops oh, like, yeah. oh. That was, but I mean, they killed great bulls to Luke's point. Like he killed a, it was an older bull for sure. And of all those bulls, it had like one of the best, probably one of the whole hunt, like one of the best capes. That is cool. Real long mm-hmm. white yeah. beard, mm-hmm. you know, just a pretty, his velvet's like kind of a light color. Yeah. Much lighter than the other bulls. So it was, it was a really pretty bull. But isn't it funny though? Like, I don't know if we've talked about it before. I think we have like those hunts where you do bring multiple weapons. Mm-hmm. If you do bring a bow and a rifle. Those guys who instantly get convinced, like that yeah. one stock goes away, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you always give you, me the gun." You back out. <laughs> you back out 
too soon for sure. That's yeah, a, you got to burn the ships, man. It's one. You just you got to commit. It's one or the other. I think Josh be. was there to kill a caribou, not necessarily kill one with a bow, or or yeah. it didn't matter. I mean, yeah. sure with a bow, but yeah, I think he was just there to kill something and. Like it's, it, it worked out. It was good. I mean, you look back on that hunt. I think it all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like woo woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think things happen for sometimes a for a yeah. reason, and, and it kind of worked the way it did. I mean, we had two bulls the first full day that we hunted. We had some bad weather days after that, mm-hmm. and then you know Neville and I went out. We killed two bulls. We had a couple weather days after that, and then I ended up being there for like another six days yeah, you, you know got stuck. So, yeah i got i got stuck <laughs> by in there, yourself but, right yeah, yeah yeah for three days in there on my own but i i mean it it kind of worked out the way that it was supposed to it felt like if i know you like i think i do those three days probably weren't that bad. oh super mellow but you, know, you, probably, you yeah. probably you know yeah I, I flushed cape i hung kinda, out i walked yeah. down to the stream i walked down like a caribou i kind of just mellowed out the only thing i was like worried about was food because yeah. i was getting super low on food but here's the funny thing. We're talking about the eye for photography, the eye for videography. He's literally stuck in his camp for so many days. I don't think he has a lick of footage from any of that. That would have been so great, like a daily vlog from Trail. Like, yeah, I'm day 432 in the tundra. No one's going to pick me up yet. Like, <laughs> now that was my time. I was thinking time. I, I know. If I know Trail like I think I yeah, do. Yeah, scratch in the tent how many days he's been yeah. there. If I know him like I think I do, he was just... He probably never looked at his phone. He probably just yeah, it was just, was, he was just like, yeah, so whatever. If I never make chilling. it on here, I'm just, I'm just living life. Probably pretty, pretty damn happy. Went, went for hikes. Yeah, looked for wolves. Looked at caribou. Do you even have a weapon? Um, did you have my my, my yeah, pistol? I, I yeah, I had a, I had a pistol. I had my bow still. Oh, I, I, bow. I think Neville may have left the gun too. When Neville yeah. went, he went. He <laughs> <laughs> he jumped and ran. He did, I mean, they basically said, you know, one of you. We drew straws. He won. I think we played you know, Rochambeau for it. Right. But he won and just took off. Yeah. He was out of there. So I think I had, I had a gun. I had my bow. I mean, I went out and looked around. I had a wolf tag, you know, went looking for wolves, didn't see any, but I mean, I filmed a bunch of caribou. I didn't do any, I didn't do any vlogging though. (laughs) Um, I know you love a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have any selfies. Uh, it, was fun. it was fun hunt for sure it was it was mm-hmm. it was a cool opportunity to have luke i mean that was that was one thing i was going to say was just hearing you talk i mean when we went on that hunt you know essentially you're in there you know potentially for two weeks you know never met luke before in our lives i think that was the first time we ever met yeah um it's it, it's always a little i'm always a little apprehensive you know when you jump into a hunt because like here's this thing that like i really value you know, I, I want this experience so badly. I've thought about it my whole life, you know, and you're going to jump in with, you know, two other guys and the camera guy that you've never met, you know, yep. and you, you kind of hope for the best. You hope it, it goes the way that you want it to, which, you know, fortunately it did. But I mean, you're you're an agreeable, easy going guy that's good to get along with. And I, I think that's a huge I mean, I've hunted with a lot of camera guys, but like that's a big that's part of it. It's a big part of it for me. Thanks, like, Trail. I got a similar my our it was our the first time we'd ever yeah you go hunt yeah my first hunt with you guys was with was me with you. yeah so I got a I got a very different but similar antelope hunt with Ryan Bader my brother-in-law Randall Ryan Bader's dad Ryan Bader's son um, me and then Luke showed up right and I don't know if any of you guys follow Ryan on Instagram but like. Tell you who he is. Yeah, right? you, you, you have his stories, you will get a good chuckle. Yeah, he <laughs> might not be appropriate for kids stories. in the he's background. Guy, follow follow he's kind of, kind of a wild man. He's a great, he's a great follow. Yeah, great follow. Really adds some entertainment to your day. And you know, he's a he's a wild card. And my brother in law is a similar wild card in a different way. And so I'm like, man, 
like I and I don't do well socially with new people. You know what I mean? Like you and I talked about this. If you're driving to a hunt with somebody you've never hunted with before, are you driving together or separate? Yeah. I'm driving separate. I'm driving separate. It's, I'm not even offering. Yeah, if I've either. never hunted with you before and spent like multiple mm-hmm. days and understand how this is going to work, I'm not even offering. Yep. So I'm, I'm already in my mind like, man, we're, I really want to film this hunt. It's, it's, it's a great hunt, family, you know, this whole thing. It's going to be a cool hunt, super public land, like mountainous antelope. It's pretty... It's not normal antelope hunting. Definitely not. Like, man, but we can't get any anyone I know, like anyone mm-hmm. I've hunted with before, because this is going to be, it's going to be kind of wild. And uh, so I was super stressed out about it. He shows up to camp, meets us at camp. I ended up backing into your FJ the yeah. very first morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did? I didn't, I didn't know where he parked. His it was beloved like, FJ. I know, right? I didn't know where he parked. <laughs> do you still have that? I do. There you go. 270,000 miles. It was It was dark. Anyways, we were. He showed, by the way, with his weird food, he's eating cougar and white rice. He's got mountain lion. Yeah, I had Alexa bring me some or just make me some, you know, meals to go. Yeah, mountain lion and white rice. I'm like, weird food choice. Yeah. First thing in my head. So good. Okay, I don't know what to talk about here. Like, what are we dealing with? First strike. First morning, morning I back into his FJ. I have that that spare tire on the back of my Tundra at the time and it hit his bumper. I'm like, holy shit, this is going great. And this is awesome. Anyways, yeah, like, Four days with us, and yeah. he was, it was like he had been with us forever. It was the easiest thing ever. Yeah. And from that day, I'm like, yep, we we got one. This is good. Yeah, that was an adventure. Dude, my brother-in-law was giving pep talks. Oh, like yeah. A, like a football coach in the truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, and you know, his gear malfunctioned. He doesn't have a ton of time, right? He's always doing shit. He's training and stuff. So, like, his gear malfunctioned. He didn't check it. And so my brother-in-law is giving him, like, you know, like a little pep talk college football pep talks <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there it was it was very random but it was good yeah it was, it's no, it was really good what's uh i was curious going back to equipment just to change subjects but like what what do you recommend what do you like as far as camera, camera body wise? lenses yeah what's, yeah i mean go to they're like all the major brands like canon sony nikon like they're all you know very capable at this point and they have been for a long time it's it really comes down to personal preference. My personal preference is Canon, but I've shot Sony for years and years and years as well. Um, basically, I would just say just pick one and invest in glass. And that's what most people would say too, because glass is really like, you know, what's going to hold its value longer because new bodies come out every year. Um, lenses. Yeah, lenses. When you say glass, is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, lenses. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's lingo. Yeah, I you know, try and keep the lingo. I'm on, I'm on the same way. Yeah, I yeah. Brady, Brady's a shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> did you break your camera, <laughs> by the way, Gavin? Did what? Did you break your camera? No, I sent it into Sony after this last hunt. Yeah, because it was like fall. <laughs> oh, I, I, I took the I took <laughs> Literally, it was a moment where I shouldn't have said something. I was making fun of Porter, and there's no way he could last in this environment. And right as I said that, I ate shit and did like. I did like two or three rolls on the mountain in super steep rocks. Yeah. And I'm like, Karma's bitch, man. Got gotcha. up and like, I kept pulling apart, like, is the lens good? Is the body good? And right when I got back, I sent it in and it was completely fine. Okay, good. Got all checked out, but I was so yeah. nervous. Like, that's my baby. Oh, yeah. Like, I love my camera so much. And I always have it on my shoulder because I almost want to capture shots. Yeah. And like, they're tough. They're tougher than I think a lot of people give them credit they for. They really like, are. They can withstand the elements. Like, you can get them wet frozen whatever it is and yeah like, especially if you're buying like one of the you know higher end like you know the canon r5 or the sony a7r4 or mm-hmm. r5 like or the nikon you know z9 like one of these like built tough magnesium alloy bodies yeah. like they can take the rain they can take the dust pretty well so and you love mirrorless i do yeah i i shot dslrs like i went it's funny i went 
Sony mirrorless after getting after starting shooting on DSLRs because then the Sony mirrorless was just king for the yeah. market for a while, like 2018 through 2020. And then 2020, I went back to DSLR because I liked I actually liked having the mirror because it did provide some protection from like the dust and stuff because mm -hmm. those Sony's at the time, like you just take the lens off to switch a lens and it's, you know, bare sensor. <laughs> Everything just goes right. And, you know, being out in the mountain, it's just like dust, wind constantly. Yeah. So I, I actually went back to um, DSLRs in 2020. Um, but then I just realized, you know, I had to have like a little battery pack charger because they don't charge with USB-C because of, you know, having that mirror, it's just, they can't get enough power draw through their USB ports mm -hmm. to, to charge them. Just, you know, basically, is basically what it is. But then I did that for a year. And then I think right at the start of 2021, I went back to mirrorless and just stuck with Canon. And I can't find caught up too. Yeah. And then now their sensors, you know, come down and block the dust. So when you do take off a lens, you don't have that issue as bad. What do you think about that, Charlie? Do you understand all that conversation? Right I get there? It. No. Every bit of it. Every bit not, of it. Not one thing. But I, I want to pull a Brady and go back to a earlier topic that I didn't jump in, but I wanted to. So I'm going to bring it back up now. When you were talking about how your son at mm -hmm. the job fair is like, I guarantee nobody's asking like, hey, have yeah. you ever thought about being a cameraman for a yeah. hunting company? No. Nope. I mean, do you, so do you have people reach out to you quite a bit of like, how do I get started in this? Totally. Because we, as a business, have an issue finding. Mm -hmm. It does seem like there is a void and it seems like it's a, I mean, you're your own boss, mm -hmm. your own schedule. You get to decide where and when and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Adventures, like being a young guy, it's got to be awesome. It is, yeah. So, I, like, from my perspective, I'd be interested how many people are reaching out you, out to you to, like, try to get into this because there is a void from a business standpoint. It's There's clearly a void. Totally. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of people reaching out just with, you know, from just simple questions, like I said, you know, how many batteries should I take? But then also, like, how do you, like, work with brands and how do you yeah. do that kind of you know, those like more like business type questions. And yeah, my philosophy is like kind of like what you were saying, Lorenzo, like there's, you know, this industry is plenty big enough to, you know, to hold a lot of, you know, photographers and videographers and there's plenty of work out there. So like, and at the end of the day, I just like helping people, especially people that are like passionate about like, you know, wanting to get into photography, which is something I'm very passionate about. So like I enjoy helping them, you know, you know, if it's just one thing they can learn from me, I, I enjoy that. Or for, if I can help them in other ways too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of yeah. like when, I guess when somebody reached out to you, Brady, like, Hey, I, I drew this tag, you know, or, or, you know, Hey, like, what would you recommend for like this setup? Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like you just I, do, I, I do to, enjoy helping them out because I've made all those mistakes. Yeah. Got all those failures before. And like you're cutting down that learning curve for the yeah. person. Yeah. It seems like there is a mountain of work that's available because oh, yeah. the amount of people, I don't know if you guys get it trailer Brady, but the amount of people I get texts from brands, big brands, cool brands, like, hey, do you have anybody you can put me in contact with? I'm going to, I don't know, some badass hunt. They just need they need assets of a new product. It's like, do you have anybody that I can take? And mm -hmm. I, I get it all the time. I don't know if you guys do too, but mm -hmm. I mean, some really cool brands that I'm like, man, if I was 25 years old, this would be this would be awesome. Yeah, like this would be one of the coolest jobs ever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it seems like there is no shortage out there of work and people trying to find somebody who can do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. How what, do you? Go ahead. Thank you for it. You sure? <laughs> I, love, I don't know. I love you're when you're going to ask like 100 questions. I was going to say, how do you navigate work? Because this is a job for you. Yeah. And it happens in the fall. And then your own desire to go hunting, like your own schedule. That's a great schedule. question. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because I know how I feel. 
I would go hunting. Yeah. <laughs> no. Trail for trail. I, Come on. No. I, <laughs> yeah. I to, don't to me, that. this would be a job would be extremely tough because I have a very hard time giving up, you know, a could you be to, an outfitter? Do you think you could be no. a sub guider outfitter? No. Because the same. I mean, same roughly, reason. Roughly same thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't. It makes me extremely anxious to, to think of guiding somebody, you know, to take them out. And then I, I genuinely really like to hunt. And it's maybe it's just selfishness on my own. But like that time is so valued to me. I would have a really hard time being a camera guy when I'm like, yeah. man, I could be hunting elk right now. You should have told, yeah. told Luke to put his earmuffs on for all the discussion. I don't want to convince him to switch over to the dark side. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious because I know he genuinely it's does. Like, I, I know you like to hunt. Yeah. It's like, how do you navigate that? How do you feel about it? Yeah. So I would say I've, uh, I still do hunt on my own, like in my own personal time. Like this year, I have about a week or so blocked off to hunt in September with one of my buddies from Oregon, and then about a week or so in early November for blacktail in Oregon as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say I've tried. Like last year, I th- I spent I want to say I spent twenty days hunting personally in September, and it was awesome. I hunted with my wife, hunted with some of my closest friends, like made some awesome memories. But at the end of it, I spent a lot of time reflecting this winter, like on, you know, my last hunting season. I, I try and do that because like it is my work, it is my passion and I want to like have next season be better. So I spent a lot of time reflecting and I was just like, you know what, like as fun as it was, like having all that personal time to hunt, like I feel like at this season of my life, I really find a little bit more enjoyment just ever so slightly, like just capturing those stories mm-hmm. and capturing mm-hmm. those hunts and like. At least that's, you know, and, and you're leaving money on the table life. if you're out hunting on your own. Very true. I yeah. mean, that's I mean, 20 days you could be yeah. making filming money. two hunts. Yeah. yeah, making money. Yeah. So it's like, it's a give and take, but I just feel like, you know, the most important thing right now is just like, you know, at this point in my life, like just investing in that time to work and, and having balance, you know, being home with the wife and the dogs and, you know, working on house projects that we got going, but, you know, and also, you know, also making time to hunt too, because that was something I decided in 2020 because, in 2018 through 2020, I didn't do any personal hunting. Like I just did filming. And that was when I was like, I started to feel slightly burnt out. Um, but not like in a bad way. It was just kind of like creatively. I was kind of hitting some like creative roadblocks in my own workflow. And I was like, you know, what? if I'm going to really go, you know, make this my, my, one of my main things I shoot all year, I want to spend time where I don't have, you know, I'm not filming and have those memories and have those experiences to, you know, to add into my films or add into you know, what I'm capturing. Cause I like, Oh, I've, I've experienced that before. Like, like this year I shot and I shot a bull in Idaho and I couldn't find him and ended up just not being able to find him. And, you know, I've, I've filmed that on hunts and like, you know, film guys have those emotions and stuff, but like going through it on my own now, it, it just adds a whole different layer to like, you know, the next time that happens, like the emotions I'm going to try and like hone in on and, you know, that kind of a thing is that the angle I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. So you, you treat it like two weeks paid vacation. Like that's a normal job. That's, that's yeah. how you're treating it. Yeah. You think you, think mm-hmm. you could do that? <laughs> I don't you think know. we could do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But well, yeah, like I said, it's just like in this season of my life, that's just kind of like, I feel very content with that. Yeah. And it's taking you to some cool places. Yeah. Like, I, I follow you all the, the time. Like, that's in, what I was. Even in the yeah. off season, you're yeah. going to all these like, you know, other crazy places to go yeah. film and photo and like. You know, you've seen all sorts of places in the West. You know, That's Alaska. what I was talking to about the mountain of work out there that people reached out to me for. And they they, they pitched these job scopes to me and they're like, man, it, it, it seems like it would be so easy to find somebody to go to Africa and go mm-hmm. on safari in Africa and go there. And you're making money while you're there. Yeah. It's like it's, it seems so easy, but 
no one can it's hard to find people you know, it's yeah. like fishing stuff yeah, yeah fishing trips travel yeah. i mean to be a young guy it'd be awesome yeah the fishing stuff's been a huge blessing doing the the shoots for cbs sports and the mm -hmm. sport fishing championship hmm. you've That's seen awesome. a, you've seen a lot of cool things in your life already yeah being just a little young pup yeah very very blessed What's what what uh what motivates you to keep doing what you're doing and try to be better all the time like or how do you like gain inspiration to like do you ever look back at some of your old films and like you know realize what you maybe could have done different or try to take that experience into something else but totally yeah i try and like look back at my old stuff every now and then just to kind of like be like oh wow like we did that or i did that or you know you know that happened like mm -hmm. the, that kind of a thing but also just i don't know i just like i said i just have a big passion for storytelling it's still in, nice story. in this season of my life and you know i'm just you know super thankful to the lord for the blessings that he's brought to my table and for the adventures and the people that i've, I've gotten to meet so yeah i don't know just taking one day at a time and just feeling like this is where I'm supposed to be. So what's a hunt that gets you excited? Like what would be one that where somebody pitched you, they called you up and said, I would like to do this. And you're like, no questions asked them there. I love, love filming archery elk. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just, that's good. I like hunting archery. So I have this yeah. hunt this year <laughs> no, no. So, and I really yeah. wanted you to go on it with me Yeah, and come to find out. You can't go on it, but I have this archery elk cut. Yeah, it's in the rut. It's gonna oh, be yeah. country. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. It's in a prime state, prime time. I mean, yeah. just throwing it out there, I've been there. with Omar. <laughs> yeah. It's a riot. It's a yeah. riot. I'd say that's probably my favorite, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I kind of like them all. Mm -hmm. There hasn't really been any I haven't liked. Is there one you haven't done yet you want to do? New Zealand, Africa. I really want to do a moose hunt mm. and, a Canada moose. and a grizzly hunt. Those yeah, that'd two, be cool. Those are two I have not done Archery? Yet. Archery, Grizz, and Moose? That'd be Probably, awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that'd yeah, be epic. sweet. But that's something I, I'd, that, be, I'd be down for either. That's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, it's astronomical in price nowadays. It's like who knows how, when, what. Yeah. But it's, it is on my bucket list. Like I'm focused on how to make that happen at some point in my life. Yeah. The Grizz, Moose, Archery hunt would be awesome. You want to yeah, film it, it for me? Sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as it gets rarer and rarer too, it's like, ah, oh, I... I would love to make that happen yeah. before it's like, you know, exactly. totally unattainable. That's how I, that's, that's in my mind. That's what's yeah. like eating at me because yeah. it, it doesn't feel like it's going a good direction. So, you know. yeah, especially for brown bear or grizzly, yeah. that it's one's, just, that one's not, becoming a, it's a not very, going, it's not going the way stretch. you want to see it. And it's like, it's putting more pressure on me to try to figure out how to get yeah. it done sooner. Yeah. Moose is still, you could still yeah, moose feasible. feasible. You could pull that off, but grizzly or brown bears getting pretty tough. I almost like the way I view that for me, I view the moose as the bonus, right? Like I'm tra I'm going, I want to go like the grizz. Is really? The, yeah. It's for me. like opposite for me. Really? Yeah. It's like, man, I, if I'm going yeah. that far to kill a moose too, like to, to have them both, like it would just be so awesome to go spend 14 days up there. Moose have giant that. antlers. It's I know, but. Bears, meh. Uh, <laughs> 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 big skull. <laughs> but a grizz with a bow. Yeah. You, you watch it. You ever watch uh, Billy Mole's films? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah, pretty man. cool. His yeah, that guy's amazing. got me going. I watch, I, if I ever can't sleep at night or something and I already turned the TV off and my wife, you know, would yell at me and I don't want to get yelled at. Literally, <laughs> so I go literally to Cody, Cody Bourne and I have a text string going where like anytime a new Billy Moles, yeah. like, did you see that new Billy Moles? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I like just saw it now that you said it. I'm dropping everything I'm doing tonight and I'm yeah. watching and it. And I love, I love Like their, two and a half hours long. Yeah, man. I love how long they are. So I, if I ever can't sleep or anything, that's, that's my go-to is Billy Moles and he yeah. has got me just... He's got me into Fired it. Fired up with all big, big old brown mare. Yeah. You, uh, 
Does it make you nervous working with different people across the industry? Do you have any anxiety with that? I would struggle with it in your position. I'm thinking my way through it, you know, continually being yeah. like kind of ping-ponging from different personalities, different environments, different hunts. That would give me massive anxiety. I feel like I would really struggle with that. Is it hard for you at all? I mean, I would say there's like definitely like I've been on a lot of hunts where I just kind of like show up like Lorenzo was saying, like I show up and I don't know anybody, anybody. anything. Yeah. Um, and it, I, you're, you're kind of in their world. Like, yeah, I mean, you, they'll just send you a UTM and you show up and you're there. Yep. It's like, Hey, here's a pin. Yeah. You know, whatever. Meet me here this day. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoy like, you know, just the people I've met, like 99%. 99.9 probably give me the point on one throw out a name <laughs> no, 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 no. but i uh, know they've been they've just been really awesome people and i think it just is a good testament to hunters is like yeah you know your average hunter you meet is going to be just a salt to kind of guy and um you know especially like i don't know i just feel like i've been blessed with the guys i've been able to meet, meet you know across the industry across all the, the brands that i've been fortunate enough to work with um really haven't met any bad eggs so well here's how badass we think you are so uh last night after you left the little event we pulled up. I can't remember what the film is. You, you filmed that one hunt with John. The, yes, Rivers Bend. Yeah, John that that bull coming across the river. Oh, the like, loophole. Yeah, the yeah. Loophole. yeah no. that's a, that. That is. A if you guys haven't film. watched that film, my goodness, we got our socks blessed off on that one. That was like, yeah. Cody pulled it up, and we were like looking at that scene again. Like, yeah. the, this is epic. Yeah, it just that never ever happens. Yeah, just was, being in the right place, right time. Yeah. But you being able to capture that moment. And still keep recording and let the scene develop and yeah. everything you did right there was just it's like nat geo yeah like better than that no, that, one, that one's probably that. if i had to pick one that like someone wanted to watch like of my work i'd be like that's just like this it's just a story you yeah. know it's like yeah. not the most flashy it's not the most like pow pow special mm -hmm. effect but it's just like it's a good story yeah. that's a great i highly recommend that film yeah. that's a that's an awesome one it's yeah. got a giant bull elk in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> superior, it? Some would say that's superior. All, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Was well, good. Any other questions you guys got? No, what else, man. What else are you running like, with? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if anyone is listening and uh, like understanding the the opportunity that mm -hmm. exists, like give give a just to end this one, right? Just give like a quick three step. Like, if what do they do? What are they doing? What yeah. do they got to do? Yeah, I would say if you're trying to get more into like filming hunts or, or anything like that, um, I just would say, I would just encourage you to shoot as much as you can, like as much different genres. You know, if, you know, say your cousin has a wedding and asks you to shoot it and you never shot a wedding, do it. Or even if you have shot a wedding, like I say, do it. Like just like w looking back at kind of like my career, so to speak, like I'm just super grateful that I took the time to shoot so many different types of scenes and genres and, you know, from family stuff to weddings to concerts to music videos to you know just going out and backpacking trips like and just learning these little things that kind of all you know overlap into each other so just there's never too much stuff you can shoot i would say don't just hone in on one thing um creatively like i do like some fishing stuff in the spring and summertime and i, I enjoy that because it kind of helps keep me creatively sharp because i'm doing something completely different i'm at sea level on boats on the ocean shooting fishermen yeah. You know, it's completely different than Brady Miller. With with yeah. with with the species you're after under a barrier that you you can't yeah. see them. Yeah, like they're just they're under there. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, just doing creative things. All right, yeah, creative things that kind of make you uncomfortable, and you kind of have to like be on your toes and kind of you know dance and th and think like on the spot mm -hmm. is just such a an important thing, especially when you're learning. 
Um, that's one. Yeah. Let's go to two. Yeah. That's a long winded one. No, that's uh, a good one. But, uh, at number two, I would say, um, just whatever gear you can afford within, you know, your budget is a great place to start. And don't think you have to have like a Canon R5 or a Sony a7S three, or, you know, one of these top of the line, you know, cameras for filming hunts. Like those are the top in my opinion, because their, their size form factor and the image they can produce. Um, but yeah, if you can just get an older camera for a couple of years ago, like you're in a good microphone because audio is like just as important, if not more important, because your brain scientifically actually analyzes audio before visual, mm-hmm. even though visuals at the speed of light, you know, 160,000 miles per hour, audio is at like 600 miles an hour. Um, but just how our brains are wired, like if the audio is not good or, you know, it's just not jiving, like I'd rather have a good audio in like, 720 video than like 4k video and you know really muffled audio Hmm. so i would just say you know focus on your equipment but what you can afford and and don't stress too much because it's so it's so easy like with everything like gear related it's like oh i want to get the best or you know you have what's called gas gear acquisition syndrome where it's like i just want the best i can and that's all you think about and it's like and you get like what you can then something new comes out you're like oh dang i don't have the new whatever it's like no actually it's just as pretty much it's just as good you know like the cameras i shoot on are you know going on almost three years old you know so and you know they're still amazing you know but um and then number three i would say just don't hesitate to ask like um whether it's you know just asking somebody for you know like, like a guy like me like just a fellow photographer in the industry just asking a question or or asking a brand just saying hey like do you have any work you you know, you, you ever need a hunt filmed or a product shot or whatever? Like that's another thing I run into or have run into in my career is just, it never hurts to ask. Cause you either, either you say no and you're right back where you were in, you know, there's no hard feelings or there's an opportunity and you can, you know, step into that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Or it's no right now, but maybe in yeah. the future, you know, totally. and, yeah. and they get your name and you build a body of work. Yep. Yeah. Put it out there. And I'll get you, I'll give two from a business perspective, right? You give her from the uh, commissioned part of it from a business, find a way to be genuinely excited about the project and, and do photo and video yeah. and right there you will stand out. Yeah. Just That's try and cool. just try and always go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Impact me. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. be genuinely excited about the project, be healthy, you know, all that. be helpful. Yeah. 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 That all goes in there. And then do photo and video. It's, yeah, it's so hard to find that. It is. Yeah. Well, I'm good. looking forward to uh, our next adventure together. Me too, We talked about a little bit last night. Heck yeah. And just for trail's benefit, it is an elk hunt trail. Mm-hmm. I have a mule deer hunt with Luke this year. What, what are we doing? I know. So <laughs> where are we, where are we yeah. flipping rolls? We're flip-flopping. My yep. goodness. We're going to have way more fun. Are you guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty I sure. We probably will. I'm going to be jealous. Yeah. You can come. Yeah. It'll be a snowy one. <laughs> yeah, it might be yeah. Snowy. Really that would, that, yeah. I'm excited for that, for, for you, for the film. It's going to be fun. It's awesome. Yeah. That's one thing I will say, like last night watching Brady's film, I think, and I told Neville, you know, because I know Neville kind of work, works with the, the insider, the films, you know, the originals that we do. And I'd watched your film before. And that was kind of the comment that I'd given back to him a number of times. Was just the videography was really beautiful in it. Like I thought there were some really stunning, you yeah. know, images that were captured. And, that's one thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, a big proponent of like having a camera guy with me all the time. It's just a little bit different for me. But it is really cool to have the opportunity to go back and watch an experience that I lived. You know, I did, 
and then be able to share that with my family or my kids, you know, and, and anybody that might be interested. So like in that realm, it is really cool to, to capture that and carry on with it. In the way it's shot to, it's real, it's raw, it's, it's not faked. Yeah. It's just how, yeah. how it happens. And you're yeah. following yeah. a storyline, whatever it may be, and you're just capturing it the whole way through it. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't one thing I would have changed. Like Nick did such a good job editing yeah. it. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. The fact that, you know, you get to go back and relive those and it'll live forever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see the bow yeah. in the late season. Yeah, it'd be cool. Be awesome. Be cool. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate you, Luke. I, I appreciate you. I enjoy, you I, enjoy your, I enjoy your friendship. I enjoy uh, what you do, what you capture, all the photos, all the videos. Yeah. And I'm yeah, yeah, I just appreciate you showing up yeah. out of nowhere. I was yeah. so excited. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't miss it. Is. Yeah. 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 Finally made it down to Vegas. I, I know, about the showroom thing. That is one office. thing. There's like, there's an affection and affinity for camera guys that are good that we like working with, like yeah. hunting with. We like, talk about it's, you guys. It's a, it's a friend. We talk about yeah. you. We, we love have, you. We love yeah. you guys. Genuinely. We have a group like, that a, we like. We talk about. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a good thing. Brady, do you want to hit us with a promo? Close this out. Yeah, let's do a promo. So, yeah, we're, it's summer. But there's summer in Vegas. What is it, 100? No, we've no? no 100 degree days yet. Yeah, and every it's day amazing. is getting shorter. So that means we're getting closer to fall. So it means you get some tags in your pocket. Thank God. There we go. So uh, <laughs> there's, still, there's, still, there's still great opportunities to get tags in your pocket. So you can still use Insider right now to find all these OTC hunts. There's a bunch of hunts we broke down, a bunch of articles. There's It's not just Colorado. There's other OTC opportunities mm-hmm. out there. So you can use Insider to hone in those areas. If you already have an OTC tag, well, where do you want to go? You can use Filtering 2.0, narrow it down, use some unit profiles. So, uh, you know, use promo code podcast. That's going to give you 50 bucks back to the Gohan gear shop. So in our gear shop, one point is $1. So that's essentially 50 points, but that's $50. You can turn around and buy yourself some cool gear. It's going to be- benefit your hunt. You can also get Gohan maps. We just launched, you know, historical imagery. Uh, it was yeah. a giant thing we did with uh, Gohan maps. Yep. And uh, you can now go back in time to uh, hone in on those imagery. Like you can use it in burns. You can use it to find water sources. You can use it to find game trails. You know, there's a ton of stuff you can do. Get snow, snowpack on the mountains if you want to get rid of that snowpack and go back in historical imagery. You can remove cloud cover here. There's a bunch of clouds on the imagery. There's so many yeah. different things you can do with Go Hunt Maps right now with the combination of it's e-scouting. Mm-hmm. This is like basically June hits. It's kickoff to e-scouting. We're getting into July. It's time to put boots on the ground. So do your research ahead of time. Get yourself an insider membership. Membership. You get all the research, all the maps, everything you need to have a successful fall and hopefully some meat in the freezer. And I'm going to add one. racks on the wall. And I'm going to add one thing. I've been in a lot of marketing meetings lately, and I, I cannot believe how shitty of a job we have done talking about filtering 2.0. Yeah. Like you just look back and everything else we've talked about. That is no question the most powerful tool the hunt, the Western hunting industry has seen. Yeah, like you that, break everything down. Filtering 2.0 itself is the most powerful, one-of-a-kind tool that has been brought to Western hunting. Like that is our revolutionary, that is what we revolutionized the industry with, yeah. and we've done a horrible job talking about it. So I'm committed. I was in those meetings, and I'm committed to talking about it more because that's what I believe to be the most powerful thing. Yeah, from OTC hunts to the most everything extreme draw to, to everything. Cow elk, doe antelope, whatever you may be, we have it there. We even have turkeys. So we even have I'm, javelina. I'm leading by example here. I committed to talking about it. I'm going to talk about it. God damn it. <laughs> You're fired up. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, so mad. I'm right? about that and just you look back, and down. I'm so mad about it. I can't believe we've done such a shitty job with filtering too well. Dude, I love how fired up you are right now. Yeah, right. Just mad. Right when I get mad, I get fired up. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a good one. Promo code podcast. Get you 50 go. bucks. Get the best research. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Thank you, guys. You're a gem. Yeah. American Thank badass. You. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>